We are SC Podcast. Gary Pasquitz joined by Daryl Rideau after the uh, Trojans' first practice of fall camp. Daryl in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, our first look at uh, that tower structure. Boy, that's big. It, it is <laughs> massive, Gary. And, you know, and uh, for the longest, I've, I've just had this, um, <laughs> this, this somber feeling about, you know, the deconstruction and the remodeling of the Coliseum because right. it's just been so iconic and you and for those of us who have been around long enough to, to understand the history coming through the stadium, it is massive. And for incoming, for new spectators coming in, it's intimidating Yeah. when you look at that side of the field. Yeah, yeah, it's big. Uh, okay, let's talk about what we saw today on, on, on the field. We uh, Trojans obviously are right in the middle of a quarterback competition and uh, – you saw it. You saw what those three guys are out there yeah. doing, and uh, you have some interesting thoughts on it. Well, you know, it's interesting because comments coming from Coach Clay Heldon during the spring was, look, you know, we have a third quarterback being uh, the incoming freshman, JT Daniels, who isn't on campus, and we, and on all fairness to him, we want to keep the competition open. So we're not going to evaluate the two quarterbacks, Jack Sears and, and Matt Spinks, during the spring. And at times I thought that they played a little timid during the spring, but, boy, Gary, I was impressed coming into today watching the three quarterbacks all compete. And at times, I, I felt as though they each felt like they had an opportunity to actually compete for that starting job. Mm -hmm. So kudos to this coaching staff for delivering on their word, opening up the competition, giving these quarterbacks a fair, unique opportunity to present their skill set and, and to um, fairly compete without looking over their shoulder. And I think the point you made is that each of them at various points does things that you like. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's more of a competition. I think that's what people yeah. say right now. Hey, who's winning? Who's winning? It, the competition is on right now. Yeah, and, and what, what I really like is I, I thought coming out of camp, I gave the nod early on to Matt Finks. But I'll tell you, the way that Sears showed and emerged in the pocket, and he made some really nice uh, um, throws down the field. Yes. St he stood in the pocket, showed a presence that – I didn't I hadn't seen and he's really embracing this competition but make no mistake about it today was the first glimpse that I've seen at least at the collegiate level of JT Daniels and boy does he throw a pretty ball and his pocket presence is something that you normally don't see a freshman for example there was one particular play where the pocket felt like the pocket began to collapse outside of him mm -hmm. a freshman normally would slide lateral um, I didn't see that with him. I saw him step into the pocket, reset his windows, and threw a beautiful ball to um, the, 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 the freshman, Amon Ra, and beautiful stretched out play. Should have been a touchdown, you know, ball. The ground hit it, you know, and it, he ended up coming out. But uh, what I saw from that play was a, a young quarterback poised in the pocket. And if you're going to play at USC, you have to own and control that pocket. And that's what we saw out of JT Daniels today. Let's uh, let's go out to the receiver spot because you, you, you made a point about how this receiver group is going to really be able to help uh, any any of the quarterbacks that get named because right. they're going to be inexperienced, but why they're going to be able to provide good leadership. Right, and, and what a luxury to have when you have a veteran, experienced uh, receiving core with so much versatility from speed and size the dynamics of this group what i love about this group is their confidence and their understanding of the offense mm -hmm. you don't have to as a young quarterback and right now there's a three quarterback competition the radius is wide 
So you don't have to necessarily throw them open. You just have to throw to a spot. And these co- these receivers will go up and, and climb, whether it's Michael Pittman Jr. or um, uh, Vons. And even, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Amon Ra. All of these co- uh, receivers in- are exceptional at taking the ball, snatching the ball out of the air. So if you're a quarterback and, and you're competing, you don't have to throw these uh, receivers open. You just have to have confidence that if you throw it to a spot, they'll make you right. And to have that as an eraser of mistakes is is, is something that's a luxury for these young quarterbacks. And then Clay Helton kind of talked about uh, you know m- m- moving Amon Ra around, the yeah. way that they've done it with other receivers in the past. And you really liked uh, how that applies to Amon Ra. I, I really do because when you think about how uh, Coach Helton and and Martin want to throw volumes of of plays at this offense sometimes it can be like drinking water from a fire hydrant overwhelming and typically you would want to try to minimize the amount of information that you're feeding a young um, a young receiver in particular a freshman I don't see that with Amon Ra. I've seen him in the slot. I've seen him at the Z and and and, um, flexed out as the um, the X receiver split in receiver and for him to be able to absorb all of this information, line up, and still have confidence in his ability to to um, find themselves windows to get opened, he's a, he's light years ahead of where I thought he would be. But considering his talent, he shouldn't surprise anybody, knowing the type of receiver and his worth ethic coming into this uh, this camp. Let's talk about the defense. The the one thing that we came away as you and I were walking uh, walking up the tunnel as you were talking about how advanced. Yep. this defensive group is you, you call it taking a master's course yeah. uh, right now make, make no mistake about it um it, it's a guilty pleasure to have a defense with so much experience so much veteran leadership that's been through the trials and tribulations mm-hmm. of coming back from behind in the rose bowl making the plays when you need to make it and the amount of of, of um the amount of experience in a clancy pendergast defense puts the offense at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're, you're trying to rotate and, and, and give um, reps to three quarterbacks, it, it, I would find it hard-pressed for a quarterback not to feel discouraged, but to remind themselves that that defense is like going up against um, – it, it's like playing checkers and chess. Right now they're able to mix and match, move guys around, because their system is so finite – all the players seem to understand how one another move and where the weaknesses are that they're able to play games. And I love that because early on in the season, make no mistake about it, regardless of who the quarterback is, this team, the post of this team is going to lead with the defensive play. And and um, unfortunately, we got the news of um, uh, Porter Gustin uh-huh. going down for potentially two to five weeks. Hopefully, it's it's two closer to two weeks than five. But if there was ever a position where you can afford to lose someone for a few weeks, it's his position right now. And um, w- what I love is the amount of communication. If you're on a sideline and you're closing your eyes, you hear a lot of chatter on the defensive side. And that chatter is positive chatter because these are guys talking about anticipation of what those plays are going to be, making sure they got their checks and alignment in. Mm-hmm. And if you're a young player being inserted into this defense surrounded by veterans, that chatter is positive feedback. It's communication. It's your opportunity now to know that your alignment and assignment is taken care of by the guys to the left and right of you, and now I can just play free. And, and that's the type of um, experience that a Clancy Pendergast coached defense affords you, especially early on in camp. 
you talked about the mixing and matching and then Porter's position. Uh, at, at the end of the day today, John Houston had gone out. With, uh, he banged knees, uh, yeah. I think, with Aka Cedric. And then Cameron Smith has been out. So at the end of the day, the two inside linebackers uh, for, for the defense were Jordan Iosefa and Kanai Manuga, who yeah. normally are two outside linebackers. Right, right. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's because of the, the, the way that – this coaching staff went out during the offseason and recruited. They recruited like body structures and guys that were versatile, that demonstrated the ability to play inside and out. And, and because of that, you don't have one-trick ponies, guys that are only lining up and saying, look, I've, I, you know, I can only play on the right side or the strong side of the defense. The fact that they're able to intertwine, mix in and match tells you that they understand the system and that they're comfortable enough in, within the system to know that um, – how to adjust their game to make plays. And when the when the two players you mentioned, Cam going out and, and Houston, did did the defense really miss a beat? No. And, and normally in, in years past, you know, when you lose an erosion of that type of experience, mm -hmm. um, the defense takes a step back. And, you know, and oftentimes the running gassers are getting yelled at. But the fact that you can plug and play leads me to believe that the depth on this defense is exceptional. And now uh, Saturday, the Trojans will be right back in the Coliseum again, and this time it'll be for a scrimmage. Yep. Very much looking forward to that. Um, you were talking about looking forward to seeing the run game. Right. Um, you, you thought the success of the offense is going to depend upon the run game this year. What did you see from the run game today, and how do you think we might see it moving forward? Well, well for, first and foremost, give a lot of credit to the – Coaches and their ability to, to coach up new schemes, mm -hmm. you know, with the addition of some of the new new coaches, um, Tim Drevno. Tim Drevno, I, I think that um, the offensive players, in particular, offensive line and the running game, is responding positively to these changes. And what I may, what we're seeing is glimpses of a positive. I mean, um, a power run game. And I think that that will bode well early in the season when you're trying to uh, break a quarterback, a young quarterback in and give them rhythm. But where this offense is at odds right now and in conflict is you're compete you have three quarterbacks rotating and competing for time. So you have to showcase their arm strength to determine who has poise in the pocket, who can make necessary uh, checks and adjustments. While at the same time, you're preaching and emphasizing that, that you want to run a, uh, that you want to have a power game. I would not be surprised early on um, in these scrimmages, in particular on Saturday, if we see the likes of a Stephen Carr and Aka Cedric Ware on a pitch count in terms of how many times that they're actually carrying the ball and in what situations will we, we see them carrying the ball. And it's not for any other reason than, than this coaching staff has been tasked with trying to evaluate and give fair opportunities to three quarterbacks so naturally you're going to lean on how many passes can you get into these um the the, the scripted plays um versus how much do we want to see and how much do we want to preserve for the season if early on if the if the offensive line is effective in demonstrating a power running game I think that we will see a, this coaching staff maybe taper back on that and say, okay, we've seen enough, we got on film, and now let's open the ball up and air it out. It's going to be good to see no matter what. Trojans in the Coliseum, how do you get better than that? For Daryl Rodeau, this is Gary Pasquitz. You're listening to the We Are SE Podcast.